welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Uh, today, Bob, I'm going to get you to kind of dive right into things. If we think about the uh, North American fleet of cars, there's 300 million floating around, but 42 million of these are used vehicles that sell, that exchange hands. Now, basically, a third of them are consumer to consumer, a third are sold by franchise stores, and the last third are so- sold by independent dealers. Now, my big question, what I kind of want you to rift on today is when we think about the automotive used vehicle sales, the ecosystem, how important are independent dealers to this ecosystem? Big question. Shoney, I've I've actually talked and read about this over many decades because it, to me, it actually hits home a little bit where, you know, and it's never talked about at all. And nobody really did, it pontificates about it because it really didn't make it. I mean, don't help when you get up in the morning, you go make a living, come home with more money because you're talking about it. But I like to think about it because when, when, when you put it into perspective, my analogy is um, used car dealers are only about as important to the automotive industry as oil is in an engine. So if you have an engine and you don't have oil, you don't have an engine. Engine ain't going nowhere. Engine ain't moving. You, you know, I mean, you can start it up and it'll run for 13 seconds and then it ceases up, right? Without independent dealers, nothing works, right? So vendors have nothing to sell to. Uh, uh, used cars, you know, like, the, the, let's call it the, the mud doesn't disappear, right? And when you when you put it in perspective, if it weren't for non-franchise dealers, uh, obviously auctions would come to a, an immediate halt. There would be no such thing as an auction of any kind, online, in line, on the roof, on the moon, on the lane. It doesn't make any difference what it is. It doesn't exist, right? So you know, when you stop and think about that, you say, oh, yes, no, it doesn't. No, it don't. In other words, you just had an auction yesterday. If you didn't have independent dealers there, no reason for you to open the doors up. It, when we, we're going to sell, you know, six or seven hundred cars this week at auction, who, who, who are we going to sell them to? Well, first of all, we're a used car dealer. We always have been, always going, always going to be one, right? And if it weren't for that, there is no auction. There, there is no marketplace. There is no transport. There is no recon. There is no, you know, when you think about it, how important is a used car dealer? There's nobody paying too much rent for a corner lot that otherwise wouldn't be anything, right? So it, it really gets weird when you really put it in perspective. Now, individually, we're nobody. We don't have a united voice. We don't have, we get charged more for everything. We're completely discriminated against in a million different directions. Pay more for everything because we don't have a united voice to actually negotiate properly, right? So we pay more in auction fees. We pay more in transport. We pay more in everything. There's nothing we don't pay more insurance, right? Um, we don't get the same, if you happen to be in the retail business, you don't get the same rates as anybody else, right? Um, so how important is a non-franchise dealer to the industry? The industry doesn't exist without it. That, that's my personal point of view. Um, and the weird thing is when you bring the topic up and you, makes a minimal effort. So for years and years and years, I offered to pay uh, any independent dealers a fee to join an independent uh, state association, right? And actually was, you know, we made like a little effort to do that because, you know, it's $300 a year, $600 a year, whatever it is. And, you know, because of that, uh, dealers don't join. And the funny thing is when you don't join, um, you're just showing that we're all about... uh, 
just just like a hunter, you go out and shoot a deer, you know, go by, it's over. So you don't think about the before and the after, right? So we don't unite in order to have a voice to negotiate correctly with anyone, right? Whether it be for name anything, it doesn't really make a difference. What anything? It's all because we're these little islands that are floating around that um, everybody understands. You don't have the ability to actually um, do anything as a group. It's weird, but it's true, right? The power that independent dealers have in their hands, but we can't get together in order to, uh, um, you know, like uh, create a. Uh, I don't. I don't want to call it a lobby, but just the um, the power that we currently have that we are unable to use is really incredible. It's funny that you asked that uh, question on a Thanksgiving day. There should be every auction in the country doing nothing but honoring used car dealers. You got to picture this. Just use a number of a million. Just say a million for easy division and subtraction and addition and so forth. If I've sold that many cars in a particular auction. Um, how many do you think in percentage-wise, Sean, this is going to be a funny question for you. How many do you think we actually, I happen to keep track of this so I know statistically exactly what I'm talking about. How many of those cars do you think we sold to a franchise dealer? Now, bear in mind, we sell on average a $25,000 car and the mileage, average mileage is under 40,000 miles. Average mileage and average price. So we sell a lot of, a lot more expensive and we sell a lot, a lot of cheaper cars. But the average being that, what percentage do you think we sell to franchise dealers as opposed to independent dealers? I never asked you this question before, so th- this is not a, <laughs> excuse is me, a I could try. Split? Would it be a 60-40 split? I, I tuned into new, your lane. New, new car dealer to used car dealer? Yeah, that would be my observation, but yeah, maybe it's, I'm not it's, looking right. It, it ain't even close, Johnny. So, so I've actually heard, asked that people question. Well, the kind of cars you sell, Bob, your price low, eighty percent. We sell about eleven percent of our cars to new car dealers. About wow. eleven, eleven percent. So that means that without independent dealers, me being one, right, we would not be in business tomorrow morning without independent dealers. So there's lots of new car dealers that bid, but they can't pay what a used car dealer can pay. And the reason for that is they don't have a tractor trailer dropping off new cars in front of their dealership where they can actually steal trades, right? A, new, a used car dealer got to get out of bed really early in the morning um, um, and, and go do whatever they do, but simultaneously spend about 80% of their day uh, hunting down inventory. You see what I'm saying to you? So I did a survey not long ago. I did it a couple times. I did it once on a little Facebook group where you got, you know, four or 500 people answering and the others someplace else. And we've done it formally and informally. I did it with SurveyMonkey also. And um, what you wind up with is inside a used car dealership, there's somebody that spends 85% of their day hunting down cars. That's all they do, right? Because they don't have a tractor trailer dropping off, you know, new cars that create trades that allow you to have inventory. A new car dealer can trade cars. They can grab them out of the service department. They, if they're using their brain, if they're using AccuTrade, you're going, you're going to grab a lot of cars out of your service department. But used car dealer does not have that opportunity, right? So being, you, you know, it's funny. We, we, 
over decades we called you know people that go to auctions different names to, you know like in a fun way you call them auction rats and so forth like is right but it really is similar to being a rat right you got to get up early when people ain't watching you got to look around you got to find an edge you got to figure out what your edge is uh, and you got to play the angles why is that because the used car dealer pays more in fees they pay they they, they honestly i think they get a lot less respect when it comes to uh, arbitration. I think there's lots of things that it's systemically discriminates against these little people like me and you and other used car dealers that um, don't have a, you know, a united voice to actually say, like Popeye would say, I've all I've, I, I could stand and I ain't standing no more. You follow me? We can't do it. And as a result, we, we remain in a position of um, taking whatever people's leftovers are and uh, smiling and thanking people for it, right? You know, um, it's weird, but it's really true. Uh, you know, the, the only reason I'm thinking is kind of like might be a good topic for in the U.S. people uh, on Thanksgiving, how, first of all, I am really thankful that I am in the used car business and always have been, and, you know, it's done real good for me, and, you know, uh, that's that's a great thing, but when we start thanking people for something, if you're an auction, you really should be thanking and not in a pejorative way or in a, in a, in a, uh, like a silly way, which I think frequently occurs taken for granted, uh, who their only customer is. That's a used car dealer. Does that make sense to you, Shawnee? It does. It does. It's uh, no, and we're definitely uh, thankful for ours. And I think back, you know, over the 20 years I've been, uh, you know, selling them cars basically. And, Vast majority, uh, 95% of them, I really, really, I respect what they do. They got a hard, hard job within the industry, I find. like, um, And majority of them are got into it because they like cars. When that's, uh, I think that's the... Uh, well, they like cars and they got, they got to put a couple meals on the table. We like freedom. In other words, one of the major things that is attractive and always has been for me for close to 50 years is you've, I've never had a boss in my life. Uh, I'm my own boss. You, you work as much as you want. And in my case, you work a little extra only because, you know, you're a free human. You're, you're a free person. You can do what you want to do. That, that, that doesn't mean that we're not subjected to, in my opinion, um, a lot of things that could be resolved if there was a, but it, Jeff, every time we get to a point where we think we're going to be able to join hands to have a united voice, it's weird because, um, you know, like there's all sorts of things behind the scenes going on. People make a little deal, they do something else, and it, it kind of like upsets the apple cart of how used car dealers who really truly are the oil, oil, the oil, only oil in the engine of the automotive industry who would absorb these cars that you know have already flunked four different levels of examination um, who would make those cars go away what would we do pile them all up you can't sell a new car trade a car for two thousand bucks and say that you made it you know a fifteen hundred dollar profit until that two thousand dollar piece of junk goes away right you didn't make nothing until you liquidated, you know, in the old days, it used to be, you know, you didn't even get paid commission until there was a washout on the used car, right? And uh, today, I mean, when you think about it, all those cars that just disappear and, um, you know, they, they go some, they're going to a used car dealer, man. You know what I mean? And uh, without that, um, 
there is no liquidity and therefore everything grinds to a halt. I don't picture new car dealers having the skill set that are necessary to do everything that a used car dealer does. It goes to the junkyard, gets the thing, puts the other thing, bends the other thing back, fixes the welds. In other words, all of these things that we do, sweat equity, let's call it, right, in order to enable a, a little daylight on the other side of that. You know, when you think about it, you know, we're, we're going to sell, you know, $700 million worth of cars or something this year. And that means that 600 million of those cars went to a used car dealer. You see what I'm saying to you? Uh, we would not be able to have the business that we have if it weren't for, um, you know, a non-franchise dealer, man. It's, it's really interesting when you think about that. And then when you think about all vendors, what about all advertising sites? Do they make all their money off of new? No, they really don't. Um, it's all these little guys that, and when I call them little guys, that's not saying a little guy, smaller volume, independent dealer, nothing little about them, right? Uh, spending like money, like a lot of money. Uh, you know, when you're paying an auction fee, you bought a car for 10 G's, you look at a ticket, you went to Mannheim or Odessa, uh, Manville, you look at the ticket, you thought you paid 10. No, you didn't. You paid 10, 650. Uh, you didn't pay 10. You can't resell that car and get 10 and say you broke even. You can't. Nope. Can't do it. That means, you know, that that really is the lubrication of that stock ticker, K-A-R. Uh, and without it, they're not there. They don't exist, man. You follow me? It's no different than any other uh, uh, circumstance. The auction, obviously, is the glaring one. But um, when you really break it down, man, the used car dealer is the blood. Uh, who has the worst reputation in the world from a professional standpoint? Lawyers are definitely should. Uh, politicians, obviously, should be below that. But used car dealers, though. So when you're saying you got 90% they do the right thing, everybody would do the right thing if there there wasn't like... Um, I would say this, the cards weren't stacked uh, against uh, the independent dealer. Everywhere you look, it's like a, it's like the, the things are stacked up against. And that's the reason why I love a, uh, a used car dealer, man. Because in the face of the most ad, any kind of uh, adversity you can imagine, um, these nuts will figure a way to uh, actually figure it out, right? Um, without any assistance. Uh, with no assistance from anybody, to tell you the truth, because everything is basically stacked against you. It's kind of an interesting thing. Not that it means anything. Nobody's going to get a free cup of coffee because of it, right? But it's, to me, uh, it's the most unsung, uh, necessary profession. You know, you could say a dentist is necessary. They are. They're definitely necessary. You know what I mean? No question about it. Somebody else is too. A lawyer is too, right? But a used car dealer is just as necessary as uh, any other uh, profession that may require uh, a higher degree of education or whatever. If anybody believes that a used car dealer doesn't have a high degree of education, even though they quit school in 10th grade, um, I don't think they understand who we are, especially if one's been surviving for you know a, a certain period of time. Um, it's really It's really interesting. Not that anybody cares to think about it, and it's probably a waste of everybody's time on a you know Thanksgiving Thursday. But uh, to me, it's a it's a it's a topic that uh, um, it's not just interesting, and I don't know really how we would go about doing anything about it. But I would really love to see 
a uh, an ability. And you say, you know, the independent associations in each state and all the rest of it. And when you talk to it, it's good, but you never really get to a point where you can actually, uh, you know, get the Elmer's glue out and glue it together and then actually explain the facts of life to um, different entities that, you know, it's Popeye time. I've all had... Uh, I've had all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. You follow me? It's weird, but it really is true. Not to be unfair about it, but if you really put a balance sheet together, pluses and minuses, who's getting the advantage, who doesn't get the advantage, who who is basically got no say, and who got all to say, and who makes up the rules, and who has no say in the rules, and you know. You could take it from at least 30 or 50 topics and go right down the side. The guy that's always on the, the poop end of the stick is the, uh, the used car dealer that once again, without them. So think about this. Now, it gets a little worse. Uh, we don't wholesale cars. Who are your franchise dealer? You made a decision on wholesale cars. I got you. Wrong. That, wrong. You do wholesale cars, and you do sell them to an independent dealer. Because if you don't do it at the door, you're doing it online. If you ain't doing it online, you're doing it at the block. Because if you look at the tickets, you never sell one of those cars to a new car dealer. Okay, you said you did one. He's the guy's got a special five lots on whatever. But you're selling them all to a schlepper. A guy that looks and acts exactly like us, typically overweight, works way too much, been divorced three or four times. More than likely, it's all based on working his ass off uh, as a used car dealer, more than likely, or a partner that did something else or whatever. But it's just a thing where, once again, it, 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 this amounts to nothing. It's probably a waste of everybody's time. But um, you, when you ask me the question, you know, about about, you know, what position does the, you know, that 30% of the number, whatever you're talking about, right? Without us, uh, none of it ha- happens to take place. Does that sound like yeah. fork and tongue talk, Johnny, or no? No, I, I, well, I'm in complete agreement. I lo- Well, ha- you stated it great, the oil in the engine of the ecosystem. Um, so just to kind of shift gears, next week, you had always said that the week following U.S. Thanksgiving is a real barn burner of an auction or a yeah. market mm-hmm. so any clues as to how it's going to be next week or but we nobody can week? predict nothing and typically when i predict something exact opposite tur- turns out to be true i, I have like Got a it. reputation for that amongst our 150 people to work for us if bob curses a car going to the block you know that bitch is making money you follow me because i'm absolutely convinced it's going backwards so but uh, traditionally, there's zero question about it. If I go back into our, our records, um, year over year over year over decade over decade, uh, the sale of the three best sales of the year, right? The, the sale after Thanksgiving is always the best of the year. Uh, I don't remember an instance, 911, uh, you know, like uh, name any crazy thing, you know, the gas, uh, the, the last. Uh, uh, economic crisis of 07, 08, whatever it was. No, all the banks are going out of business. It, it, the the week after Thanksgiving is is always the best because you start getting people with different attitudes about 30, 60. So you buy a car 30 uh, out and you're talking about the first of the year. We're also thinking that at that point, we got all this nonsense behind us, New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving out of the way. And people are thinking about, okay, I'm going to get busy. I'm going to go do business. You know what I mean? So they're cleaning out for the end of the year. The, the other guy got fired. You're now allowed to go 
clean out his all his mistakes and you're going to go get your own. Uh, you know, like uh, 30 days from Friday is or 30 days from next Friday is a, uh, um, you know, you're in the new year, brother. And a guy that's thinking 30, 60, if I don't sell, can't be worth less. And that's when you start to see, you know, the Camaro convertible, the Miata and the uh, Porsche start to move the opposite direction. It's really, really weird. Really, I'm talking about psychotically weird. You know, typically, now this year's a little different because we're still blowing through Corvettes and Mustangs like they're the greatest thing on earth and all the rest of it. Mustangs not quite the same as Corvettes. But in other words, you, you almost get after Labor Day, you get to a point where you see a Corvette, you want to vomit. You just want to puke right on the spot. You follow me? Because it's not something that if you rub up against it, you write a check, you drag it to the block, everybody's dying to buy the car, you see? And what happens is this psychological switch where, and it's it's like subliminal, you're not even thinking about it, where you can't stand, you're like circling something, you'll buy it, you'll buy it, but you don't really want it. It ain't something like you can't leave without it, right? You ain't bringing donuts to buy it, let's put it like that. And And what happens is, after this little thing, all of a sudden, like out of the clear blue sky, those cars, when you're walking through a parking lot, in other words, it's a boom, you know, all of a sudden you got this weird, it's almost like a male-female type of traction thing going on where, boom, it's right there hitting you in the face, right? It's, it's really odd, and it's happened all my life where when you get past this little mess, all of a sudden... It, we're thinking tulips, even though tulips are still two, three, four months away. Tulips, when I'm talking about cars, are them little hamburgers that when when you got them up and ready and sitting them on a 45-degree angle out on the front. Um, or you're putting them through as your lead-off hitters in various portions of the lane. Um, that's where emotions, you know, a lot of people say you know, there's no such thing as an emotional purchase. Well, whoever said that has no idea what they're talking about, Mel, because emotions, whether it be retail or wholesale, have everything to do with it. An emotional connection with your eyeball and the physical object um, um, has a direct uh, relationship to um, um, the marketability of that little hamburger. Does that make sense to you, Shawnee? Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I hope you're, uh, well, I hope it's a strong market, obviously, and we'll see, though, I think. Um, yeah. The other, the, the last final question I would have is in the last, you know, since COVID hit uh, and the lack of those tractor trailers dropping off fresh inventory for the franchise stores, do you think that um, their ability to sell a used vehicle has improved? And if it has improved, will there be more competition for independent dealers um, going forward or will no. they just get back? See, that already, yeah. that already, that already swapped. Uh, Sean, that already flip-flopped, right? So the only reason why everybody was nuts, obviously, and this is total generalities because there's always people in the middle of something else that do something else and they prove you wrong, right? But when we're talking about like bell curve type stuff, um, new car dealers didn't have new cars there. Therefore, they had to buy uh, inventory. They couldn't sell empty blacktop and had to have cars, right? So that put the used car guy completely in a tither. Right. And a lot of guys had to sit on the side because you really can't. You can't pay four grand more than a car's worth because if you don't sell it, you got you ain't got the volume or the capability of covering up that loss. You see what I'm saying to you? So in the last three or four weeks where the market has completely flip flopped. 
right? In other words, where, um, you know, you could sit in a, and, and watch a run a Mercedes or BMW, uh, where they're three, 4,000 under the money and nobody's bidding, nobody's bidding, nobody's bidding, nobody's bidding three, 4,000 under the money. You follow me? And the money only being normal money, not like big money. Right. So, um, your, your appetite, the, the deal, and we now have like a, I would call it a, a backwash of people that new car deals. We're going to have a buying center. We're going to go out and go get these cars from the individual. That's true, but, and that's, you could, but it's too late because that individual buying thing only worked perfectly when a car was worth four grand more than anybody thought it was because of the hyper marketplace, Sean. Now we're back to where the cars are just worth what they're worth, maybe. And you're watching 40, 50, 60% no sale rates of cars, you know, that are actually have value. You follow me? Twenty, thirty thousand dollar cars, fifty, eighty thousand dollar cars. You're watching fifteen, twenty percent conversion rates. So it's not this take anything there, throw mud against the wall, and anything comes out and oh my god, it's tomatoes, it's beautiful. Not happening no longer. Therefore, I think right now an opportunity. I've had a bunch of guys just in the last couple of days, Bob, what do you think we should do? I say, well, here's what you do. You buy everything, you sell everything fast. That's what you do. And buy it where you definitely are able to sell the car, right? Because right now, in my estimation, this is a, the definition of a buyer's market. You can always point to, a, you know, at a group of 50 cars, three cars just brought rocket money. Okay, what about all the rest of them? It's kind of like a gambler degenerate uh, answer, right? Where guy wins once at the casino. He doesn't tell you about all the ones he lost on. And when you add all the wins and losses up, you come out, you're a loser. You follow me? So it's the same thing with at the when you look at the prices. Car that car brought a lot of money. Everybody's taking snapshots of it. And show, but what about all the cars around it? You follow me? They ain't bringing nothing. Um, so I think availability of cars is not. Um, I I don't picture that being the issue. I do picture uh, uh, what's an issue of too many cars uh, that are in the middle of the bell curve that are mud and that nobody cares about because there's nothing emotional about them. That's definitely uh, a a major problem. It's an unbelievable problem with the the volumes of off-lease cars that all look identical. Uh, They got identical miles. Uh, There's 8,000 of the same thing. And no, there's, I, I definitely would not say that that's going to be a, um, something positive anytime, you know, post anything. You, you know what I'm saying to you, Johnny? Um, the way this thing's shutting down, it's really getting a little weird. So far, there's no evidence that they're shutting down uh, car dealers or auctions and so forth. But it's, I'm just looking right now. You can't drive from one state to another. How's the tractor trailer going to do that? How are you going to bring, how are you going to move cars? So there's a lot up in the air to be doing any, any kind of anybody's predicting uh, where, where it, you know, what, what your opinion would be, would ha- have any value. I don't know if that uh, helps answer your question, friend, but that's uh, my rambling. That's great. That's great. And I think we can end it at there. Happy Thanksgiving, Bob. Enjoy your, uh, I'm sure you're having a big meal, Hope, today. And uh, uh, maybe, yeah, we're going to be doing demos all afternoon, actually. <laughs> yeah, Roger that. That's great. I think we got a few lined up up here, too. So uh, on that note, have a good week, everybody. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you. Have fun.